Welcome, guys, ghouls, and girls, to the first episode of Spook Chatter, where I will be covering all things serial killers, conspiracy theories, and just weird, messed up things on the internet for your entertainment. This evening, we're starting out with none other than the Night Stalker, who has been in the spotlight of late due to Netflix's documentary series. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking Richard Ramirez. Born February 29th, 1960, in El Paso, Texas, United States, Ramirez would be subjected to physical harm from his own father and would lead to him sleeping in a graveyard to avoid being at home. From just 10 years old, Ramirez was dabbling in drugs and he was also building an interest in Satanism. One of Ramirez's biggest influences would have been his cousin, Miguel, who was a Vietnam War veteran, who would show Ramirez images of women he had allegedly raped, tortured and killed. The following year, Ramirez was a witness to his cousin's fatal shooting of his wife. Around this time, Ramirez began breaking into homes, and then he dropped out of high school, he moved to Los Angeles. He continued to commit crimes and was briefly imprisoned for stealing a car. Ramirez was convicted of 13 murders, 4 attempted, 11 sexual assaults and 14 burglaries. He served 23 years until he died from B-cell lymphoma, which is cancer in the lymph nodes. Whilst in jail, Ramirez got married. She sent him love letters. 75 letters over 11 years to be exact. Ramirez proposed to Doreen. They married in a 15 minute service. Doreen's family disowned her after the marriage. I mean, he had cheekbones for days, but do not be fooled, my ghoulie friends. This guy was horrendous. Let me give you some facts on his murders. Ramirez committed his first known murder in June of 1984 by raping and stabbing a 79-year-old widow. He then allegedly waited some eight months before resuming his killings. In March of 1985, he attacked a couple in their home, Maria and Dale. Dale unfortunately lost her life as Ramirez walked into their home and shot her right between the eyes. He shot at the 20-year-old Maria and she put her hands up to shield her face and miraculously the bullet ricocheted off her keys, saving her life. That same very evening, he jumped a 30-year-old Veronica Yu and pulled her out of her car onto the road. He shot her several times and fled. The police found her still breathing, but she died before the ambulance had arrived. The media was now involved. They described the attacker as having long, curly hair, bulging eyes, and wide-spaced, rotting teeth. They dubbed Ramirez the walk-in killer and the valley intruder. Exactly 10 days after this attack, he murdered Vincent and Maxine Zazara. Ramirez was starting a pattern. He would shoot the husband and then attack the wife. However, unfortunately, in Maxine's case, he had mutilated her body. He carved a T in her left breast, several stab wounds, and he gouged out her eyes. Autopsy confirmed the mutilation was performed post-mortem. 
Ramirez left footprints at the scene. The bullets he used to murder Vincent Zazara were matched to the bullets he had used previously. Two months after, in May 1985, Ramirez broke into Bill and Lillian Doy's home, shooting Bill in the head while Lillian was punched, bound and violently raped. Surprisingly, Lillian survived the attack. The media had now named Ramirez the Night Stalker. The survivors of his attacks were now describing him as a tall Hispanic and long dark haired man. May 1985, Ramirez would attack Mabel Bell and Florence Lang, beating each of them with a hammer. Ramirez attempted to rape Mabel but failed. He electrocuted her with a frayed electrical cord. Leaving his mark for the first time, he scrawled a pentagram on Mabel's body and bedroom walls with lipstick, lying comatose for two days before being found. Florence survived in a vegetative state, but Mabel succumbed to her injuries. The next day, he bound, raped and sodomized Carol Kyle while her 12-year-old son was locked in a closet. Ramirez slashed Carol once and then bound her and her son together and he left. In July 1985, he attacked Mary Louise Cannon by breaking into her home while she was sleeping and strangled and beat her to death. Three days after this attack, he went after Whitney Bennett, aged 16, who survived being beaten with a tire iron. After failing finding a knife in the kitchen, Ramirez attempted to strangle Whitney with the telephone cord. He was startled to see sparks emanate from the cord, and when his victim began to breathe, he fled the house, believing that Jesus Christ had intervened and saved her. Though Whitney survived the savage beating, she required 478 stitches to close the lacerations to her scalp. Two days after, Ramirez burglarized the home of Joyce Nelson. Finding her asleep on her living room couch, he beat her to death using his fists and kicking her head. A shoe print from his sneaker was left imprinted on her face. In the same evening, he chose the home of Sophie Dickman, 63 years old. Ramirez assaulted Sophie and handcuffed her at gunpoint, attempted to rape her, stole her jewelry, and when she swore to him that he had taken everything of value, he told her to swear on Satan. Still in the month of July, he broke into the home of the Covenant family. He murdered Chainarong Covenant by shooting the sleeping man in the head with a 25 caliber gun, killing him instantly. Moving on to some kid Covenant, he repeatedly raped, beat and sodomized her. He bound the couple's son, before dragging some kid around the house to reveal the location of any valuable items which he stole. During his assault, he demanded that she swear to Satan that she was not hiding any money from him. July 20th, 1985, Ramirez purchased a machete which he used in his attack on Layla and Maxon Needing. He hacked at the sleeping couple with the machete and then killed them with shots to the head from a 22 caliber handgun. He went on to mutilate the couple before robbing the house of valuables. August 1985, Ramirez broke into the home of Chris and Virginia Peterson. He startled Virginia and shot her in the face with a 25 caliber semi-automatic. He then proceeded to shoot Chris in the temple 
and attempted to flee, but Chris fought back and managed to avoid the shots Ramirez attempted during the struggle. Ramirez escaped, but the couple miraculously survived the attack. Two days after, on August 8th, 1985, Ramirez drove and chose the home of Sakina and Elias Aberwath. Sometime after 2.30am, he entered the house and went into the master bedroom. He instantly killed the sleeping Elias with a shot to the head from a 25 calibre handgun. He handcuffed and beat Sakina while forcing her to reveal the locations of the family jewellery and then brutally raped and sodomised her. He repeatedly demanded that she swore on Satan that she wouldn't scream during his assaults. When the couple's three-year-old son entered the bedroom, Ramirez tied the child up and then continued to rape Sakina. After Ramirez left the home, Sakina untied her son and sent him to the neighbours for help. Repeating the pattern, on August 18, 1985, Ramirez entered the home of Peter and Barbara Pan. Peter was shot and killed as Barbara was beaten and sexually violated before being shot in the head. Though Ramirez left her for dead, she survived the grisly attack. Ramirez scribed a pentagram and the phrase, Jack the Knife, on their bedroom wall. On the 24th of August 1985, Ramirez travelled 67 miles south of Los Angeles and broke into the house of Bill Carnes and fiancé Inez Erickson. Ramirez snuck into their bedroom as they slept and woke Bill when he cocked his 25 calibre handgun. He shot Bill three times. Ramirez told Inez he was the night stalker and forced her to swear she loved Satan. He beat her and bound her with neckties. He stole what he could and raped and sodomized Inez after dragging her to another room. Both Bill and Inez amazingly survived the attack. By this stage, investigators had enough evidence to confirm that the Night Stalker was Richard Ramirez and he was found guilty on September 20th, 1989. During the penalty phase of the trial on November 7th, 1989, he was sentenced to die in California's gas chamber. Ramirez was quoted saying, Big deal. Death always went with the territory. See you in Disneyland. That concludes our first episode of Spook Chatter. Thank you for joining us. If you would like to learn more about Richard Ramirez, I suggest going over to Netflix and watching their Night Stalker series. Even Lobotomy Lad was interested and serial killers normally aren't his thing. This video was inspired by the band Skinned. If you guys love your true crime stories as much as I do, you should go over and check them out. Not only do they thoroughly research their topics, but they also tell you a story in a song. I learnt a lot about Richard Ramirez just from listening to that song, but I've also learnt a lot about other serial killers or other heinous crimes that have happened, so you should definitely go over and check them out. Thanks for listening. Stay spooky. Stay spooky. Stay spooky. Stay spooky.